0: we are live okay so all right so welcome welcome everybody to another episode of common conversations with jp and today i have the pleasure of speaking with official brother ash you feel me (laughs) just brother ash bro you can just call me brother ash or ash brother ash Mm -hmm. okay so basically like i um know you so like uh for okay so for the people that don't know you so could you like give them like a little like spam um, brief intro
1: about like who you are and like what you do um first and foremost um my name is ash my full name is ashley guillaume but everybody calls me ash um socially my social media handle is official brother ash but um what i do I currently work. I'm currently a student, and I go to Refuge in the Valley Church, where I am a leader, a brother, a minister, um, and truly just a servant at heart. Can you
0: hear me? Am I good? Good, good. Okay, so I remember like oh, Hello, can can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay, so I remember like years ago which seems almost like so, so long ago, but I remember when we were both younger, you feel me, more youthful people. I remember I came up to you and I um, asked you to be my mentor and you became my very first mentor, you feel me? And like, you gave me like some real gems and game, you know, that helped me get on my like path to becoming like the best version I am with which I know that we are both currently on, you feel me? So, so like first of foremost, I would like to say, um thank you for taking me, uh, like just underneath your wing, and you know, and and you know, and just like teaching me, like the things that you have like during that time. And I've known like you, you, you've grown, and I've grown. You feel
1: me? So I would like to thank you <laughs> for that. You know. All oh, glory to God, bro. I'm just happy to see that you have grown into a, a splendid young man. Um, Especially what I I see you doing, not only at your church, you're very, very involved in church, which is something I'm proud to see, especially from the background we came up with. um, We used to play at Warfield Park all the time. Um, We never got into religion talk, but we always always talk about real life issues and what was going on in our everyday life. Um, Overall, seeing you grow has truly just been an excitement for me, Um, especially for my growth, seeing everybody that I went to school with or everybody that was younger with me back in on um, for a lot of the it gives me the opportunity to really reflect and see that you know people can change um if they choose to um if they're truly intentional about it so for me i'm just overall grateful and happy to see that you are growing and i'm happy to even be here i'm happy that you consider me as your mentor um i'm just overall just excited and happy to see what god has in store for you Yes, yes,
0: blessing, blessing, bro. Yeah, thank you. And I know that you've, like, probably took people, like, you know, just like, you know, they, you know, just have like more like young men and maybe like women like coming to you for advice and stuff. So I would say, I mean, I'm ask. Um, so what comes to your mind when someone? Hello. 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 You
1: for like um, mentor. So- okay, Emmy. Me? Hello, now? Yeah, you know? yeah I, I didn't get the chance to hear the question. Say, say the question once more. Okay. So like the qu-
0: okay. So like the question was so what comes to your mind when someone asks you for mentorship?
1: Um, For me, honestly, I don't even, it's it's hard to imagine someone wants to be led by me um, for me to lead them any way, shape or form. Um, Cause it's like, I I disqualify myself off rip, even if this person see, probably see more for me than I see for myself. So when someone asks me about mentorship, it's just like, whoa, Um, I'm like, I'm not the best dude. You feel me? I I truly do believe that mentors, um, or I came to understand Um, that mentors has to be somebody that has so much to give like they overcame a lot of stuff and to be able to give but what I came to realize is mentors is just as just are just people just learning and growing um, sharing their knowledge and wisdom also with their experience um, with people and for me if someone wants to ask me about being a mentor I'll first I'll pray about it then I'll um, do my best to actually help them and lead them um, to whatever path that God has set for them, but I definitely just want to be someone that's going to be there and encourage instead of just trying to profit off of somebody. Um, because I don't believe that, I'm not saying that these mentors are wrong for what they do. If God gave you that gift to do that, so be it. But for me, I think that this life, um, that you got to share your experience. Um, I truly do believe um, knowledge a knowledge gained is like a, a knowledge gained is um, a knowledge shared, like to be able to share what you went through. So that somebody can else overcome it, cause um it's not common that people are sharing their experiences with other. That's why you see so many young youth making so much mistakes. Right, right. And I like totally get that too. So then, like my um
0: follow-up question would be, so what? So like, what are some qualities that someone should look for when you're choosing a mentor?
1: Ooh this might be (laughs) depending on the person but for me the qualities i'm gonna say it depends on the person but i'll say quality that you should look for is um the level of transparency um the level of honesty um availability and reliability i know that Uh i know they're two different words but um something that you can like really like somebody that's i ain't gonna say always available but when need be available Um, Reliability is in in a sense of um, that I can rely, like not only just rely on their wisdom and their experience, but rely that they would lead me right. Like, I guess you could say someone trustworthy as well. But for me, when it Mm -hmm. came to, um, for my mentor, one of the things I look for is not about the money. It's not about, um, it wasn't about anything superficial or anything materialistic. It was more so being a real, like your character. That mattered to me Mm -hmm. the most like I don't let I used to be one of those people that let titles their position titles get to me you feel me? Mentor, pastors bishops, deacons um, boss CEOs, I used to be the person that let titles get to me but I've come to realize it's not the title doesn't make the man it's the man that makes the title so who you are as an individual person like your character that's what I look for if I'm looking for a mentor I need to know who you are because Social media, portray, anybody can portray themselves to be with something. But you will really truly see the essence of somebody by their characters, by their morals, by their values, by the standards. And I'm not saying these people can't make mistakes because they do. They're human. Right. Um, but nonetheless, i rather respect a man that would be open and honest about his mistakes than someone that would sit there and make it seem like he never made a mistake. Um, so for me, I would definitely say character and transparency is the two biggest things I look for I in, um, in a person. Like in, a, in my mentor. Because if you're I feel like with you, everybody know what comes with a character. Uh, someone that, is, that has good character, you're gonna know what it, right. comes with, it comes with. Trust. It comes with um, moral. It comes with integrity. So I, for a fact, I I just put all of that in, in one and in transparency, because a, a lot, of people, not a lot of people are transparent. Right. Exactly. And so I,
0: I remember when I was getting a like mentor for life works, and I am just sitting on the phone with them. And so, basically, like he sat me through his like interview process, and he was trying to see also was I a fit for like the things that he stood for too as well, you know. And then uh, once he did like this little interview process with me, he was like, okay, that like I seem like a good fit for him, and vice versa, and and and, and then we went off from there. And another thing that I liked about him too was that like, you know, like, I could always reach out to him whenever, whenever, even like to this day, you feel me? And like, that's so hard, you know, especially when you're trying to like invest in someone that probably has like more students too, or like more like mentees, like being able to like, you know, to like to get on the phone with them or, you know, just like text them. Even, you know, like some sometimes it may, may not be like right away but like uh just knowing that they do like re like, um like like they do respond back to you it's such a like a key point that I like
1: Hello Hello, Hello came now yeah, I can
0: I get my best, sorry about that. Yeah. So yeah, so like uh just being be able to like the respond back to your mentees and just be having that like open communication like so key, which a lot of people people don't really get nowadays. But I'll say like the market's kinda like saturated, you know, mm-hmm. and, and 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 like just nowadays it's it's not really
1: like too like genuine. Agreed. And, um that's that's something I would definitely wanna say to people that wanna be mentored. Um You got it. You got to understand this person has a schedule and this person has a life as well. And they can't fully dedicate everything to you. So they take everything serious when it comes to investing into you. Um, Your mentor is going to do as much as he can, he or she can, if you give them the opportunity. I truly do believe if you're intentional about finding a mentor and wanting to be mentored, you got to the same thing you're looking for. You have to be yourself. So if you're looking for someone to be honest, you have to be honest. If you're looking for someone to be transparent, you have to be transparent. If you're looking for someone that's going to um, be all these things for you, you have to be all those things going forward. Because there's, there's some things there. Are people assume that, you know, since this person is doing this, um, that this is just free leisure. No, some experience is pricey. Like you feel me? Some, some of my stuff is pricey to me. It that's- costs me my, it costs me my time. It costs me something. And I learned that from my pastor. I would like to give a shout out to Pastor Web Pascal. Um, He always used to say that to me. Like, man, everything for me, it's a price. It comes at a price. So I I can't just give you something. I can't give you my time because it it costs me something. Because he has a wife and kids and he has to take care of it. He also does ministry. But um, that goes with anything. If you're trying to be mentored, just be the same thing that you're looking for. I try to tell anybody, especially when it comes to therapy as well. Be intentional going in forward into that, right? And being intentional means like you really know that you need that help. You really know that you need this and a third. So go in there with the intention that I'm going to get everything I need for myself. Especially if you, you know, if you're paying a mentor, bro, you want to make sure that you get every dollar's worth of what you're paying. You feel me? You want to make sure that every call he calls, you pick up. Every time you call him, you want him to pick up type of thing. So it's just like when going with those particular mindset, if we're being an intentional, finding a mentor and mentors being intentional with their students, we can min- we can minimize a lot of BS out of here, like out of the whole thing. Because people are do need help and people are trying to help others. But it's like we, if, we're, if we're both on speaking like two different languages, how can we help each other grow in this process? Because the people think that only, only mentees grow, mentors grow too. That's- the same way a pastor grows when you grow. The same way a husband grows when the wife grows. The same way, like all those things matter. The coaches grow the same way when you see his football players grow. So it's like, is both of y'all can be doing a disservice to each other if somebody is not growing, if somebody's not really applying what is being given to them, if somebody's not taking heed to what is being said on both sides because i don't only want people to f- assume that mentors is responsible for just this one particular thing mentees are responsible for for this code of conduct too because the same way you go to a job to get paid they're expecting you to flip them burgers they're expecting you to, to um cash out these people right. the same way the company you expect this company on them every two weeks to give you that paycheck it's a it's a two-way street that y'all both got to come in agreement on the bible tells us that in amos that two two hold on let me read it for y'all okay Come on with the, with the little verses, okay? Come on with the scriptures. It says, Amos, is in Amos chapter three, verse three, it says, can two walk together unless they unless they are agreed? Like me and you can't do this thing unless me and you are on the same page of thing. That's with anything in life. Relationship, work, business, partner, mentorship, anything. Both of y'all gotta come to one agreement on something so y'all can be able to walk forward with, with that. Right, and you are like so spot
0: on on like on like just like the whole everything that you said but like something too that you said that was so key was that you got to pray about it like who like you got to be led by um to under, you know and I, and I feel like a lot of times people leave god out of it and and uh that's where they make like a lot li- li- like a bad decision and like things too so like so like when like you said pray on it like that was like so key, you know, because like God says, um, I know that I'm probably gonna like butcher this verse, but I remember it was like, it was, like a verse this where it was paraphr- saying
1: paraphrase it the yeah, best you can. Yeah, yeah, it was like a verse
0: saying that like God wants to be in you know it's like this um till to, to like to just be in our like plans too you know, and and I feel like. A, like for like a lot of times when things do go wrong is when we don't involve God in like the things that that we want to do. No matter like how big or like small it may be. I mean it like this may seem to us, you know, but like God still wants to have you know just have like a say in like every detail
1: of our lives pretty much, you know? Yeah. Um that and it's very key to have God invited like inviting God in our, I'm not even going to sit here and make it seem like it's easy. Cause um there's a lot of decisions I've made. For myself, that I did not invite God and in. I got myself in some situation, but but God still see me through no matter what I went through, no matter what I faced, no matter what decision I made. Um, and that's something I'm truly grateful because if He did not give me grace, I don't know where I would be today. Um, He always gives me chances after chances. Um, but it's for me at that point to make better decision to know that hey, yo, bro, this is because there's so many times I've been in situations where I didn't make I didn't invite God and i had to end up dealing with whatever i had to deal with but god still seemed that i was straight so i it's like a constant reminder like bro go to god first bro go to god first like try to invite god in everything that you're doing um i know most people thinks um it is so difficult bro you can ask god for it you can talk to god about everything from the clothes that you wear from the places that you want to go from just even a smaller decide what do you want what do you want me to eat today what do you want me to drink today type of thing i know there's a woman of god that um that asks god hey yo god can you dress no she acts holy spirit but god god and holy spirit is saying. um uh, she asks hey yo can you dress me today you know okay wh- what outfit do you want to see me wear type of thing so it's like it goes that deep you feel me but people really got to take that in consideration people got to take that in consideration and stuff so it's just one of those things that you really just have to um put in your mind like okay let me invite God and everything that I'm doing I'm not telling y'all I'm not telling nobody that it will be easy in all honesty not. it's not going to be an easy thing because you got to really program to tell yourself I got to talk to God I got to talk to God because we think um, it's like God is um micromanaging us when he's not he just uh-huh. wants to be a part of it you feel me he's not a person that's going to overbear he's not going to be a person that's going to overwhelm he's not going to be a person that's going he hate. he wants to be invited in whatever you're doing that's all it is he just wants to be invited. he just wants to be a part of his child's life that's it
0: okay so like another thing i would like to ask you is so so what led you to like get on or like to like get on i mean okay yeah, sorry about. That. okay so so what led you to get on your uh spiritual journey
1: you know um I told this. I feel like I told this story a lot now, but um, but everybody. Well, I told this story a lot in person, but now, I'm um, being on um, being on a pop for platform. Um, what led me to get saved was there was a young lady I was um, we're friends. I was friends with, we're still friends. There's a young lady I'm friends with. Um, that she invited me to her baptism. I never, I never knew what a baptism was. I never even heard the word baptism before. Probably seen it in spelling and stuff like that, but probably in a book or something. But I never knew. I thought it was just something fake out or something. That was years ago.
0: Yeah. Uh, she invited
1: me to a baptism, and um, the pastor said something so prolific to me. Um, and it's at the time, it was not that much people dying that I knew. But uh-huh. people died, but I didn't, there's not that much people dying that I knew.
0: Uh-huh. And he was
1: like, um, he's like, every day we see people are dying, that has no restriction. Like he has no, he doesn't favor anybody, he doesn't favor the old. He doesn't favor the, um, you know, we think death is only for old people type of thing. This is my mindset at that time. So this is like four years ago, going on five years now. Yeah, four years Uh ago, going on five years. And at that time, and I'm just like, huh? You know, death has no, he he takes babies. He takes good looking, bad looking. He takes whoever. You feel me? But he said, the one thing that I want you all to understand today, the decision that these two young ladies are making is if they die today, they know where they're going. Now he said, my question to you is if you was to die today, do you know where you're going? Do you know who your Lord and Savior is? Do you do you have a relationship with God? And I was like, whoa. I've been to church I've been to church numerous times before, but I never heard it was preached like that like that before. I was always just told, man, live right, do good, and do those things, and that's it. Basically, like a prosperity message. But when he got so serious about letting us know, like, you know, death is Death, death, is, death, is like, yeah, death is guaranteed. We already knew death was guaranteed, but when death is that serious, do you know Do you know that there's a life after this? Do you know who your Lord and Savior is? And I was like, man, never thought about it before. So, um, after that, a couple weeks after that, I just told the young lady, hey, yo, I would love to speak to that pastor, please, because I feel like I, I need to talk to him. Um, I had a conversation with, um, she, we exchanged number. I got a conversation with him, and I, the conversation was really, it was like probably two hours long. And I was just telling him my upbringing, why why I wasn't going to church, you feel me? I was more focused on working, grinding, living my best life type of thing. And um, he just like, man, brother, he's like, keeps so, so, like, I'm so used to Haitian talking to me. He became yeah. so soft, so, so sweet. I swear to you, he sounded like Jesus was talking to me. He was like, man, this is why you should choose, like, this is why you should follow Jesus. Um, things doesn't things doesn't come easy he will accept Uh you no matter what mistakes you make um and he will always choose you even when you don't choose him he will always be faithful to you even when you're not faithful to him and i was like for real like he will accept me even though i did all these things here he's like yeah he will still accept you but you gotta walk his way too i said oh how do i walk this way he said all right now we're now we're talking about something so now now you're interested like, yeah, of course I'm interested. I want to I want to do this. So you gotta get uh-huh. baptized. Um, and after that, you gotta just change your life, man. And I was like, I wanna do it. Um, two months later, like my baptism kept getting pushed back due to uh-huh. the weather. But one day he just it one day, and it's crazy. The day that I got baptized, April 22nd 2018. I'll never let it go. The day that I got baptized, it was raining so bad that day. I promise you the First four hours of that day, like just four hours within that day, from like ten to like mm-hmm. probably twelve or one or something like that. No, yeah, yeah, twelve or one or one or two. It did not rain now, one drop. The clouds is cloudy. It is dark and glo- it looked like it was a hurricane. He mm-hmm. stopped for the four hours. He did. We did the service at the church, and he's like, "Hey, yo, we're gonna take. We're gonna do a one-hour intermission, then we're gonna be at the beach." We go to the beach like i said the clouds is dark it's gloomy there's no person on the beach the streets was clear and he said um the reason that we're doing a beach baptism is because you know beach waters i forgot what he said like it erases a lot of things like for like like scientific stuff he was saying he was saying it yeah. for scientific reasons but um he's like this is the best place to do it so we get in the water he had a conversation he's he was like um do you want to accept um he said, I, I baptized. No, yeah, he said, do you want to accept Jesus Christ as another person to Savior?" I was like, yeah, because I baptize you in the, Son, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. We dunk you down. We get back up. And in that initial moment, I didn't feel nothing yet. But through that day, I was like, this is real. Because right after the baptism, it started pouring hard. And I mm-hmm. was just like, what? So God wanted to see me get baptized type of thing. But um ever since then, um my spiritual journey has just been skyrocketed. Um also I would like to mention another person that played a, a pivotal role, a very, very pivotal role of my spiritual life is my head pastor, my overseer is his name is Pastor Jeff Aristotle, um at Refuge in the Valley Church. He mm-hmm. prophesied to me a year before. A year before. And he said something to me to me it went in one ear out the other but for some reason when i got baptized after i got saved like after i got baptized what the prophecy he told me came right back to me vivid as day and i was like i gotta find this pastor i wanted mm-hmm. him to mentor me and ever since then i've just been at the church i'm currently attending um honestly my spiritual i, I thank the young lady for inviting me and i think everything I, i'm grateful for everything that transpired in that process to where i am today through the good the bad and the ugly i am grateful for this process there was a time in 2020 i wanted to give up um but god reminded me why not to give up I, you came this far brother why now you, feel right. me? you went through all the hell why now you feel me so type of thing so my spiritual my spiritual journey honestly was just a blessing honestly i know most people going to say it is a blessing but like really if you really knew who i used to be when I was in this world bro you would understand like yo this is not the same dude that used to be in the clubs or messing with girls and stuff like that so right and you know and uh,
0: in, in plus too, you know like people like me you know like we like may not like say to you like all the time but like people do like watch you you know and like and you know so like you make it like one or two people or even like more that like do like come like yo like i just love your like transformation you know and i love things that you're doing now and i say that to say this because i'm once i was at the beach this was probably early on in my like transformation too where i were like i was doing like uh what's the for like uh just like doing like street working and like and like just giving people out like, like tracks you know about like how to be saved you know things like that right oh, yeah. Oh, you was evangelizing? Yeah, evangelizing like, a little, you a know, little son because, you know, you know, because, like, you know, because, like, my background was, like, parties and promotion, you know, and I will always be around, like, campuses or, like, clubs, you know, just, just um, passing out party flyers, you know. So, like, you know, so, like, this was, like, basically, like, the same thing, but, like, on, like, a different side of the coin, you know. So I remember I was out on, like, Fort the Beach, and this guy that I didn't, I did so like this guy that I did, I didn't even know, but like he knew me somehow. And so, like, the dude was saying, Hey, like, I remember when you was at FAU, like, passing out party on um, flyers. And now you're over here. And now you're um, passing out Jesus. I'm like, Yeah, you feel me? Like, didn't change, you know? And I, that was just so profound because, like, you never know, like, who's going to re, re, remember you or like who's gonna like just
1: watch you and like see you like grow you know bro when I tell you people are watching at all times no matter if you was doing the good the bad or the ugly they are watching for real Um, I think what makes it so inspirational is to see that they can actually see a transformation happen because most people like I said they put put, oh I didn't say this earlier but they portray themselves to be something on social media and completely be completely different but the thing about it if you see if you're seeing a, um, if you're seeing a track record of them growing, in a way, it's it's like hard to not believe like, yo, this this is gonna be a story for him one day. This is gonna be something, cause um, along the Bible, like everybody was so mad with Saul, not King Saul, Saul apostle Paul, right. like the life that he used to live before. He was killing Christians by boatload, but um when God changed his life completely. This man wrote 13, literally wrote 13 books in the New Testament. Nobody envisioned his future was going to be that. Nobody thought, they thought he probably would have been the greatest, he probably was the greatest Christian killer. Of his, he probably could have been the greatest Christian killer of his time. But nobody knew how powerful this man is writing books. No no matter what he was going through, he was still writing books for the body, Like he was still writing, sending out these letters to these churches. And today, now we look back at his story and just like, whoa, this man really did a transformation because his track record showed who he used to be and who he is now. Um, and that's something that has to be evident. Like, you know, the Bible tells us you, you'll know a man by the fruits that he bear. You feel me? Mm-hmm. That, and this is this is the thing I want people to understand. People, people can make mistakes, especially Christians. And right. the thing about it, there has to be some form of grace to them. You feel me? Give the, the same grace you would be want. the same grace. You would want give them the same grace because people make mistakes every day. Parents make mistakes all the time. Um, teachers is. make mistakes all the time. Police officers make mistakes all the time. The president of the United States makes mistakes all the time. Is there has to be some form of grace that has to be given? Because King David made him a, a huge mistake. Moses made a mistake. Abraham made a mistake. God still showed them grace nonetheless but there has to be a track record to show like hey yo this person is changing so when people see that you used to be this particular thing and they see who you are now some people gonna say man this he probably just faking it for the show but if my track record right. shows that I'm I'm really like this I'm really like this you feel me Right. so it's just like um it's beautiful honestly for me whenever I see anybody's transformation story it's beautiful for me no matter if, right. even if they if they would have made a mistake today I would still think oh god I know god gonna turn this story around But I've exactly. seen god do it too many times before same. There's no way, bro. I don't I seen God turned like from divorces to marriages again. Right. From from like fornicators to pure purified people, bro. From people right. that used to curse to people that can love now, bro. People that had a hard time loving people, people that love like crazy, bro. I seen God made some miraculous stories. So for me, it's hard not to believe that people can't change. Um, I used to think people can't change, honestly. Before I got say, I used to think people can't change. Bro. There's no such thing was that. And why is that? Because society made me believe that it, there is no change. There's no possible of change, bro. Like, once a cheater, always a cheater. Um, mm-hmm. Once a killer, always a killer. Once a murderer, always right. a murderer. All these things, like, along those lines, like, nah, bro, with God, bro, anything is possible to happen. It's just the only thing is people have a hard time swallowing that truth. Like, if they get past that that truth, then they can see that anybody can change you possibly may not rock with this person the same no more, but you're going to love, you're going to mm-hmm. respect and love what the, what God is doing because that's, that's still one of God's children no matter how you may see them. But um, change is evident for anybody if they want it, honestly. That's the only thing. I, like when it comes to me spreading, spreading the gospel, I try to be as honest and transparent about the gospel. I'm not here right. to preach no prosperity to you, bro. Because when I was in the world, I wasn't. I wasn't telling dudes, hey, Amen. Everything is gonna be good. When I know that, yo, bro, you're not putting in no work. That's why you're not getting what the results you want to see. Damn, right. The work you put in, you will get the results in faith. Exactly. You feel exactly. me? You won't, The Bible does not. The Bible. The Bible tells us your works. You feel me? Faith without works is dead. Stuff right. like that. Um like what you do, the good that you do that you think you're doing is not what's gonna get you into heaven, bro. It's the heart pattern. But if you truly pr- like if you truly put in that work, not only physically, with your physical body, with your physical, if you put that that work in your heart to heal, to wanting to help others, wanting to serve others, all the things that God has promised will come for you, like come to you. Um but people are scared to put in that work, bro. They don't they don't want to face the reality of themselves. That's- they don't want to face the truth. They right. want to, they want to just run around thinking that everything's going to be kumbaya. But in all honesty, bro, this is really, is a good, bro. That's exactly like, I really don't understand, bro. If you really want to show, if you, to me, how, this is how I said it. This is what I say all the time. And I'm going to keep it very um, PG here. Everybody wants to be a real in, like a real man, right? Yeah. Everybody wants to be that, that guy. Yeah. If, you, if you really want to see that guy, come take the gospel and preach the gospel. I promise you you will really really see who you really are it's not it's not not anybody else it's not it's not anybody else you you will really see who you are your eyes because you will have a mirror in your face every day the bible tells you that you have a mirror in your face as well too bro it's like a man that goes a man that faces a mirror and forgets what he looked like when he stepped away from it bro Uh the gospel is real as it gets bro if people want to be real it's not a gun that makes you real it's right. not about how amount of money you can get in this world makes you real. What makes right. you real is how you preach this gospel, bro. Like taking preach. up this Bible preach. and doing it when doing it when nobody else wants to do it, bro. There's mm-hmm. dudes on the other side of the world that's preaching this gospel knowing that they could die, bro. That's real. You feel me? To, in my opinion, that is real, bro. But um, nonetheless, I don't, I don't, I don't want anybody to feel like they can't come to Christians and talk to Christians because I do. I make myself very open. I do my I do my best to be an open person, open minded person to talk to people, anybody. Um, I don't force God upon no man. I, I never do that. Jesus wasn't doing that, so I'm not going to do that to you. But I but when you come around me, you will see like oh snap, this man really does cares about the gospel. He really cares about helping, especially the men. My my main focus right now. I know you didn't ask, but my main focus right now, my main purpose is to help men, help right. men find God the best way possible, because we like that right now in the church there's more women in the church than there has ever been. So, I want to change that narrative, bro, that men can be in church. Men wants to be in church. Men wants to be fathers, be husbands properly and stuff, so. So what
0: do you think is keeping men away from church or even
1: like just trying to live and preach the gospel? It's it's quite a few things. First, I'll say responsibility because being being a man of God, it, there's a lot of responsibility that's given to you. You're responsible for a lot of things, and um, men do not want to take responsibility for their actions, um, face the reality of their actions, um, take a, t- definitely not deal with the consequences as well. That's one. Um, then on the then another thing is too, they don't want to face the reality of themselves. Um, they want to take everything really really slow at their pace. But when with God is not like that, it's, you're on God pace at all times, no matter how you may feel, no matter what you think you're all good that you're doing, you're still going to be on God's, God's um, pace at all times. So I'll definitely say submission is an, um, the biggest thing that they will have a hard time with. Um, the commitment and dedication that it comes with. The commitment and dedication that it comes with, honestly, it, it's a lot of commitment and dedication to be praying, fasting, reading your Bible every day, um, teaching your wife, teaching your kids, teaching your fellow brothers and sisters, stuff like that. So, it's it's many different variables of what why people why men are do not want to pick up the like take take the gospel serious. But um, I just want to let y'all boys know, bro, it's not that hard as long as you got people the right the right people around you. Exactly,
0: bro. You know, yep, because it does. Take a tribe, you know, and like finding your like tribe is gonna make the like um journey like a lot more and enjoyable. But I wouldn't say easier, you know, cause like we all go through like try or our, 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 our like tri- tri- our are like try are like trials and stuff, you know, but like uh just having people like in your corner is just gonna make you wanna like strive for more and, and like to just do better and like to go far um um to to like to go further too as well
1: um it's it's all those things bro it's like bro because the thing about it this is this is funny to me most most non-christians most non-believers the first thing they say man Jesus was betrayed by Judas and this time Peter denied him I'm like yeah y- oh you know the story oh mm. it's not as good that you know'm I'm, I'm happy that you can, can cite that back to me but I said do you know that Jesus would have still forgave him do you know that right. Jesus would have still still rock with him? They're like, nah, 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 nah. That's the gospel is the like God. The gospel is uh, honestly, bro. J- like, I'm not gonna put it any bigger than what these two the two commandments. God said, love God and nobody else. Like, no other. Don't put no other God up before Him, and love people as you love yourself. Love your neighbor as you love yourself. Bro, you would not hurt your neighbor, and lie to you. Like, I'm not saying that people don't lie. You won't not hurt your neighbor, lie to your neighbor, do any wrong to your neighbor or any way, shape, or form to your neighbor, right? Because you wouldn't want to do that to yourself. So for me, the gospel is just just the same way that Jesus would have forgave them. What I mean, just how them boys did Jesus wrong, Jesus would have forgave them, boys. Jesus would have still, right. hey, yo, Judas, we still Gucci, bro. We still Gucci. Hey, Peter, you denied me. It's all good, fam. We still good. Me and you still good. I don't hold you what you do to me, bro. But what, what what my father is looking at is how I, what do I do to you? Like how I treat you. Because the Bible is always making you self-reflect. I truly do believe that people have more self-awareness, that they will be able to understand and treat people a whole lot different. Because if you're looking at yourself in any way, shape, or form wrong, of course uh-huh. you're going to look at other people wrong. But right. if you look at yourself in a better light, you're going to look at people in a better light. Nice. So it's like, bro, there's no way that you're going to sit here and tell me, man, that, oh man, these people cross me. This is a third. Cool. It's what you do that matters. I don't care what they did to you, bro. I'm not saying I don't care about people's problem, but it's not about what. Do you, what are you gonna do? You feel me? I've been backstabbed. I've wronged, I've wronged a lot of people. You feel me? And people wrong me. But it's what I do in return that matters the most. That's what God is going. To, bro, the Bible tells us that everything that we do that we're gonna to have to take account for. Everything that we say and do, we're gonna we gonna have to like you know do an account for. It. We're gonna to have to explain that. So for me, I want him to say, man, I ain't gonna to lie to you, son. You did a lot of wrong. T- boy you made me proud with all the good that you were doing i want to i want to hear that from him i want mm-hmm. to hear well done my my, my servant i want to hear all of that from him but um it's not what i what's it's not what people do to me is what i do to them in return that goes with everybody you, you people assume that oh man i'm gonna do this because jason did this no all right. do it because you genuinely want to do it You feel uh, me? Pick, picking up this picking up the um picking up the picking up your cross you feel me pick um like taking faith serious it's all is all about evaluation of yourself to see how can you be a better person? How can you be a better Christian? How can you really make someone else want to serve Christ, bro? I, man, let me, I'm going to give a shout out to these people, individuals, bro. Yeah, go ahead, bro. My, go life, ahead, my life would not be this way if it wasn't for Pastor Jeff, Aristotle, Pastor Ronnie Frederick, Pastor Webb Pascal, Minister Kerr, Vincent. You feel me? And it's much more people i'm just stick with my leaders at my church if it wasn't for them gentlemen making me understand the gospel a little bit better but mm-hmm. yeah if it wasn't for these gentlemen that make um that made me understand the gospel a little bit better bro i don't know what type of brother i would be today bro dumb boys really really but it's so many other there's so many other people in my corner that i can name that bro if they wasn't in my life i feel you i don't know what, what, here, don't know what type of i don't know what type of brother i would have been bro i promise same. there's no money in the There is no money in the world. There is no money. And I'm saying this genuine from a genuine place. There is no amount of money in this world that can trade the experience that God gave me with these people. Everybody that is in my corner. The good and the bad. I'm talking about the the people that did me good, the people that did me bad, and the people that did me ugly. There is no expense in the world I would trade for. Because the thing about it, it showed me why Jesus did what he did for me. So who am I not to return that same favor to somebody else, bro? Facts. Who am I bro So for me I, I am forever grateful Forever indebted To not only my leaders But my brothers and sisters At Refugee in the Valley Church New Cali New Cali Youth Church Unity um, The Rock Ministry Uptab Patmos Like all these other churches That I'm, I'm, I'm involved with All oh, If it wasn't for all these Particular individual people And it's much more You feel me I don't know what mm-hmm. type of person Or individual I would be bro I learned to love way harder Because of them Because of these individual people and God gave me the opportunity to see that within myself that, hey, yo, bro, you can do, you can love way harder than this, bro. You can mm-hmm. love unconditionally You can, bro, you, I thought the epitome of success was money.
0: Right, same here.
1: Society told me money is the epitome of success. Like, right. you get money, you forever good. Facts. But I realized money has, a money is a plateau. Bro, that's more bro. When you see somebody else grow, that that makes you feel good. When you see your family grow, that makes you feel good. When you see um your friends grow, that's good. When you see strangers coming up to you saying, Oh my gosh, like what happened to you? Oh my god, bro, wasn't you that brother? But now you're preaching the gospel? That that feels way better, bro. Because money, it 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 get you just there. You're able to buy whatever materialistic thing you can pay all your bills, and that's cool. But when you uh it's something, it's something my pastor said, bro forever stuck stuck with me bro he said bro i if i he's like even if i don't make a million bro facts he just he just want to know that he's some great he impacted so much life that everybody wants to carry his casket to say man thank you for everything that you've done how impactful hit for him is how impactful he can be and i was just like what yeah i was like what he said yeah bro i just want to be able to be impactful bro I want people to be like, oh my gosh, I want to carry his casket type of thing. Not mm-hmm. saying that he wants to be idolized or anything like that. Yeah. He just wants to feel he just wants to know that he left an impact on this world. Mm-hmm. You feel me? Like he left an impact for generations, but Martin Luther King died 40, 50 plus years ago, bro. His words is still setting, still hitting home today. Yeah. So many people that their words is still hitting home today. That's Bad. impact, bro. Money can't buy that, bro. Mm-hmm. Like money can't right. buy that. Money. Money can only thing you're going down there register books that you probably purchase the most amount of things, and that's Gucci. But uh, how many how many generations you can change by the way you profess this gospel, bro? Jesus lived two something thousand years ago. His life is still being evident today. Yes. So it's for me, it's just like those are the things that really, really made me who I am today. And it's really shaping me through the good and bad and ugly, bro. I'm not, I am not a perfect guy. Y'all boys, I am not perfect. I made so much mistakes. Damn. Um but overall, I'm just more grateful for to see C- what, what God is doing in the community and what God is doing the, amongst each and every last one of the people. Um, so, yeah, bro, I'm, I know I just said a mouthful. I'm it's rambling good. and stuff, bro. I know no, they you're rambling, oh. bro.
0: It's all good, yeah. Like you went and like uh, you had just went ham in and mouth. <laughs> just went ham. I had another question. So, so why? Is it that like the mistakes of a believer is more highlighted than those of non non believers?
1: It's because we're the we're the standard of what a good person supposed to be. Mm. It's because society placed us as the the top, the glass house. The, well, of course, okay, I'm, yeah. Society placed us as these people that's supposed to be perfect, right? That Christians are supposed to be perfect. Don't judge, you're not supposed to do this, you're not supposed to do that. Mm-hmm. You know, because we have we have a standard. The Bible is the standard we're supposed to live by. So they hold us to this standard that they don't even live for themselves, right? Right. But um it society is saying this, Jesus is asking us to be this. So the reason why a lot of people backlash Christians for this is because you automatically put in your head that y'all the perfect people, so y'all can't make mistakes. We're allowed to make mistakes. That's yeah. What? So I'll just answer like that. Society just put us on this pedestal that hey yo y'all Christians can't make mistakes, but we're human. Just like we didn't realize, but even that, even using that we're human as a um, thing, I, I come to understand it's it's that's like a, a cripple for us Christians. Uh-huh. It cripples us Christians because it's like bro, we keep saying we no bro. Just I'm not saying it's easy. Do what you need to do so that way you can live a proper life so that way you don't have, so you can minimize the mistakes that you do make. Uh-huh. Instead of saying, Oh, I'm, I'm I'm just human, this and the third, bro. I understand, bro, we're human, but you can minimize the mistakes that you make though. That's that's a fact.
0: And you have said something so key, like minimize the mistakes that you do make, you know. So you know, so like probably like a year ago you were like cutting up, but like three months like ahead, you're, you know, cutting up less and less and less. You feel me? Like you know so like it's always a progress and even like the what do you call it bible and so like the bible says that a righteous man falls down like seven times in a day you know mm-hmm. but like the man you know but like the man's the righteous you know so that's something that I always like think about in my head because I remember like when I was like first coming up you know just trying to be safe and, whatnot. and like I was trying to be so perfect you feel me and and uh, and so like all the time i would like cut up i would just feel like so bad until like my leader prophetess Terrence tarver bishop like she just told me like one day on her life you know like stop beating myself up you know for like the mistakes that i be doing you know and i'm like that's yeah like you're right yeah. Now, yeah that's one thing i had a hard time i used to beat myself up
1: about a lot of stuff too but um, my leader said the same exact thing so that's how i know the bible is real I've never met your leader, never spoke to her, never seen her. But she said, like, that's how I know the Bible is real because everybody's on one accord. Mm-hmm. So it's just one of those things that people gotta really, really take heat on. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, so I got like a few more questions for you. Okay, no, that's pretty fun. Yeah. That's pretty fun. all right, all right, so. What are some things that you are doing to handle your mental health? Um,
1: I actually went. I just came out of therapy last month. Um, I'm going back to therapy. I'm going back to yeah. therapy again. Um, well, therapy is beautiful, honestly. If you're intentional about it, um, mm. I went into therapy. One, I want to be a therapist. I majored in psychology, so I want to be a therapist. I want to be a family therapist. Mm-hmm. Um, to help kids help them overcome those those thou- those thoughts those doubts and stuff like that and help parents as well transition to being parents and stuff like that because you know it's not easy for a parent to to um, talk to their kids per se because you know you want right. to protect they, their, their job is like trying to protect them and they overprotect them at times but um I went into therapy with the mindset of like I need the help like, yeah you know, I really do need help so I want to talk about I want to overcome talking about what I went through um I I made this analogy like yo you don't take your car to the mechanic shop when you see that oil change one time that year. Right. You take you take your car to the mechanic shop every time that you see that it's an issue. Not saying right. that you're gonna find a therapist every day of your issues. All right. But to have to make sure that you're doing a well check on this body here, you want to make sure that it's getting properly checked out and vetted. You want to make sure that every piece is working properly. Because the thing about it, your mind is just huge. Like your mind can go from A to Z, one to a hundred in, in in matter of seconds. So you want to make sure that everything is handling properly. Because now, if you don't get this straight, your body is going to start following whatever, whatever you start to think about. And I truly do believe that if you don't tend to the issues that you have harboring in your mind and your heart, stuff like that is going to is those same things that you didn't want to take care of before will take care of you, and that's right. that is not a pretty thing. So for me, I wanted to handle everything, um, get everything internally wired properly, make sure everything was correct, make sure everything was good, make sure my mind was straight, make sure I'm not holding anything from the past anymore. So that's why I I went to therapy. I really, really, I'm grateful for therapy. Some people don't need therapy, some people do need therapy. But I do believe that everybody needs to see a therapist to make sure that they're getting their self evaluated properly, especially patients. Right, and
0: speaking of that too so i know like some people could be on like the spectrum where like they just say oh like just pray it off you feel me so what would you say to to like those people that just believe all they need is like this prayer to like to make things go away or like fasting to make things go away and instead of getting the like
1: proper help that they really need from like professionals um first and foremost prayer is always going to be needed throughout that process even in therapy mm-hmm. prayer is always going to be needed because you need god in the, pr- the midst of everything um the thing about it is if you're just praying about a problem and you're still pushing that problem down and not really giving it to god like when i'm talking about not like giving it to god like really hey yo, this is a very uncomfortable thing god but i want to give it to you i'm mm-hmm. here like for me um i was molested i was molested from the age of six to eight years old by a dude by a family friend that was a guy I had harbored anger and rage from, from 6 to 8 years old all the way to the age of 30 years old I'm 30 now so imagine how hard that was to even have a conversation about that uh-huh. and, and and to pray about it it's like man I'm still it's still here man I'm still mad this and the third but it was like when I went to therapy and I was able to talk about it he asked me some real tough questions like Oh snap, I really gotta talk about it for real, for real. He asked me some really tough questions and um I was like, oh snap, like right after therapy, I was like, oh snap, I really talked about it. I really, really talked about this thing that I had since I was a kid. Mm -hmm. And um I faced reality and I was just like, oh snap, I'm good now. Mm -hmm. You feel me? The memory didn't leave, but the emotion that it, the emotional tug that it had on my anger, the emotional Uh tug that it had on like those things is gone right no longer within me so for me therapy is definitely one needed bro everybody needs to if you've been something happened to you bro go talk to somebody if you bro, it's like this if you can't talk to your peoples about what, what happened to you bro you ain't gonna be able to talk to anybody about. It. so let alone you're not going to even try to open up a god about it you right so if you can't talk about it bro what makes you think oh god pray, i'm praying that you help me with this but you mm-hmm. never wanted to face the reality of it too right so it's like bro it's it's a lot man this is why being a Christian it takes a lot of It takes a lot. it's a lot of work bro because it's not about you looking at other people it's not about anything bro it has nothing to do with anybody else but yourself that's my honest opinion about it like it's the Bible's literally there for you to evaluate yourself properly vettingly, and so you can be able to help the next person but you can't go from one to three trying to help the next person going from a right. person that's broken sand, trying to help the next no it goes from reading the Bible Helping yourself, getting yourself the help, getting everything that you need, then you go help the next person. So right. Like, bro, it, it focus on making sure you're good so you can go help other people be good. Facts. But therapy is needed. So take therapy. And, take yeah. therapy,
0: y'all. Facts for real. And and so like I think that like we is especially as like black people, that we should go to therapy. You know because there you know because there are some things that do happen in our communities and we not ne- and, and we and we like never get healed from um those things and like we, te- and we, and we and we and we and we like tend to pass it down to our children you know and you know so like i feel like someone
1: curses.
0: yeah so then you know like so you know so like someone has to break that in the family and in the line
1: Yeah. It was something I was going to say along the lines, but uh, it'll come back to me. It'll come back to me. That's something I wanted to chime, chime in on. So in like closing, so
0: what is one thing that you would like our listeners to know or like to just take away from our com- our um, com- conversation
1: today? Um, First, I would like them to know that if you did not accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and person and Savior, please do so. Um, it's not for my betterment it's for your betterment it's for your um, well-being um, if you think there's no life after after your physically death there is hell is real heaven is real um, and I pray that you choose wanting to choose to go to heaven and live with your father forever um, that God is never too far from you there's no sin that you can do no matter if you whatever it is out there fornicator Homosexual, whatever you think is the worst sin that, like, hey, God doesn't want to touch me, though. He wants to. He wants to be with you. He wants to have a conversation with you. He wants to be a part of your everyday life. So definitely um, don't let nothing stop you from building your relationship with Christ. Um, being the best person requires you to do things that you don't want to do. It requires a lot of sacrifice of self. It requires a lot of denial of self. It requires you to face your reality, to face the reality of who you are, and what you went through. And the only way you'll be able to face that is through Jesus Christ. Um, get therapy. I do advise get therapy. And truly love people, not for what they do for you, not for what they sp- how they speak to you, how nice they are to you. Love them because God loves you, and show grace to people that you know for a fact doesn't deserve grace because you don't deserve grace grace is not guaranteed to anybody but god still give it to us anyway um and i love god love people honestly that's all i can like it. everything about me is going to be more centered about christ than anything else
0: right and also like so where can people find you at if they
1: want to like get in contact with you um, I currently have Instagram and also have TikTok, but on Instagram is official brother Ash. Um, you can find me on that platform. Um, I'll ask Jason to place it in wherever in his the link or information to place that as well. But on um, Instagram, where you can find me at, I also go to Refuge in the Valley Church, is located in Pompano, or based in Pompano. But you can find us on Facebook, Instagram. Um, on Instagram, it's like RITV. RITV Church Um, yeah so I only have Instagram right now I just use that platform Um, um, I used to be a a big social media guy but now I'm just like limiting everything down Mm -hmm. but um, you can definitely find me on Instagram official brother Ash if you need any prayer you just want to talk anything that you may need I'm here Um, for the ladies if you need someone I would definitely definitely recommend somebody for you um I have nothing against ladies um it's just some protocols I have to ensure that's, that you know men hey, help yep. men women exactly. men help men women help women and so if you are, if you're a young lady and you need um some help um definitely reach out to me I'll definitely send you to somebody that can definitely help out help you out um definitely find a community that oh that's another thing find a community that's, that's on the same path you want please that is vital to your growth no, no. So yeah, that's, that's all it is. I want to give a shout out to first and foremost, God, for giving me the opportunity to be here. I want to uh, give a shout out to my leaders from Refuge in the Valley Church, Pastor Jeff Aristotle and his wife, Pastor Ronnie Frederick and his wife, Pastor Web Pascal and his wife, Minister Kriv and his wife. I just want to give a shout out to everybody from my church. I love y'all. Um, and also the other churches, Pastor Jude at New Cali, Tyrese at Unity. Um, brother Novins from Potmos, Pastor Wilbur and Prophet Ben and Pastor Gene from The Rock Ministry, Brother um, Le- brother Levi from um, Uptab in West Palm. So I definitely wanted to give a shout out to all these brothers. All right. That's, that's, that's just it for me. All right. There you have it, folks.
0: See you on the next podcast episode. Thank you. No problem, uh and,
1: uh, and boom.